You are Locked On Steelers, your daily Pittsburgh Steelers podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to the Locked On Steelers podcast. I'm your host, Chris Carter bringing you your daily dose of all things on the Pittsburgh Steelers. It's Friday, April 2nd. We've survived April Fool's days. I, a lot of you had uh, really funny jokes in the Lockdown Steelers Facebook group, but we're going to talk about some serious things today. We've got Jenna Harner and D9 Pietro, both of Channel 11 WPXI here in Pittsburgh. We're going to talk about the Steelers and the outlook at the running back situation because it continues to look like that's where the target is for the draft. And then we'll go over some quotes I got from Robert Spillane this week when I interviewed him as part of the Pittsburgh media on Wednesday and what the Steelers may be looking at at inside linebacker moving forward as well as what Mike Tomlin told him to work on during the offseason. Locked on Steelers podcast, as always, you can find it on Apple, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and now Odyssey, the old radio.com app at any or anywhere you find podcasts. Rate us five stars with a positive comment, and you get a shout-out at the end of the show. Let's get into it. So, as always on Fridays, you know we like to have one of our favorite guests ever, Jenna Harner, Channel 11. She's on the show, but she's not alone. She's got her partner from Channel 11, D9 Pietro. We know we have him on Wednesdays, but he's so nice. We got to have him twice. So <laughs> we got we got the squad right here. Mind you, this is the late night squad at Channel 11 when mm-hmm. we do skylights. Like this is the this is where like this is where the magic happens is when the three of us are together. But Jenna, I have to say, Dean specifically wanted to do this show. Um, because though this show is being published on Friday the 2nd, it's being recorded on the 1st, and uh, this is your one-year anniversary of being here in Pittsburgh, so wanted to kind of celebrate that with you on the show. Aw, thanks, guys. It feels so surreal. I can't believe it's been a year. It's been an insane, crazy, but also insanely awesome year as well, and getting to work with both of you guys has been the highlight of it. It, it, I can't even begin to know this is no, no joke. This is completely real. Jenna coming to channel 11 was a breath of fresh air to our sports department. And it was, it was right at the start of the pandemic. There was no sports and she arrives. Half our sports department was gone working from home. It was just me and Jenna pretty much running the show. And, and I'm teaching her and I'm not a great teacher. So I'm teaching her how you know, we do everything. And she has just picked up the ball and she has not stopped running with that ball. And I am thrilled to have her as, as I hope you guys are that you listen who listen or who watch her on TV. She's the real deal. She is a sports star. Okay, now you're just going to make me cry over here. I didn't anticipate tears today. <laughs> well, uh, we, we, we wanted to, to celebrate that and acknowledge that because, Jenna, you're doing a heck of a job here. That's why we always love having you here uh, on, on the show. But let's get into some Steelers talk here. Now, it's another week down, another week of pro days, visits from Mike Tomlin and Kevin Colbert and the Steelers sending guys different directions and questions being asked. 
Um, and of course, you know, some small signings here and there, but it, it's continuing to be apparent that the Steelers are going to target a running back in the early rounds. And it looks more and more to me like the first round, you know, and I've, I've advocated for the Steelers to get a first round running back, you know, against, um, against popular opinion and not just yours because you're laughing, but it's, it's, it, it's a serious thing where a lot of people are just, you just don't draft a running back in the first round, but you look at what the Steelers have done in free agency, just keeping Cameron Sutton to help the secondary, keeping um, Zach Banner to, to keep the offensive line and adding small guys here and there. The main position where you're looking at that they need a, a, a really good contributor to step up next year is running back. And really there's a consensus that only the top three guys are the guys to go. And there's, it's not a guarantee that, that any of them will be there when they pick in the second round at pick 55, Jenna, you know, you've been following, you know, it's just like the rest of us. It's, I, I get the sense that it has to go do you, but do you feel like from the stuff that you're seeing that there's still an assortment of players out there that could push the Steelers away from going and getting that running back this year? Uh, this is so tough for me because instinctually you look at those top three guys in particular, Najee Harris. And it's like, they just, it would, it would fit so well for the Steelers. We've talked about how this team needs to get back to the running style that they had. I mean, I think we've talked ad nauseum about how this team needs to be a balanced offense or else things are not going to go well, especially in what most likely is going to be Ben Roethlisberger's last season. Mm -hmm. um, again, things can change. No one's saying anything official or anything along those lines, but more often, more likely than not, that seems what the direction this is heading in. I think also with the move that they made, um, bringing Kalen Ballage, Ballage, I always forget how to say it, so I apologize for You're my fine. pronunciation. Is, is it Ballage? I think so, right? I think it's Ballage, yeah. I think it's Kalen um, But I think bringing him in kind of shows, hey, we're going to look in a younger direction, but we want a guy like him to be able to be there and kind of show him the ropes and that type of thing. I just think that it bodes so well. I know that the expiration date on running backs is so quick. I understand yeah. that, but I just, I, I, I see them going in that direction, but at the same time, maybe they are going to look for some of those pieces on the offensive line, although they did make some signings this week that could bode that or could, you know, steer away from that. But I just, I, I, I see them leaning more in that direction, especially with the talent that there is among these guys. I've still got this. I'm going to call it a fear. I could totally envision them taking a linebacker at 24. <laughs> I can, I, I can see it because there's been drafts before where you go, okay, they need a wide receiver really bad, really bad, really bad. Hey, we're going to take this linebacker. <laughs> it's like, wait, what? <laughs> we didn't, we didn't need a linebacker. Why are we taking a linebacker? And then they end up being a really good linebacker and then they end up making the playoffs. So, you know, they mm -hmm. kind of know their job a little bit better than maybe, I don't know. I do um, definitely more than Josh does on Wednesday, but ah! <laughs> I had to take my shots. Yeah, know, he's, 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 he's not even here. And he's not here to defend himself, defend himself, but I'm going to take shots. I'm going to take my shots. Um, they should take a running back and I know I bet was one at the very beginning was like they have to sign a free agent running back and draft an offensive lineman in the first round okay well they've got some offensive linemen they've picked up now they've got bodies they, mm -hmm. that hopefully are serviceable enough enough able to work and make an offensive line this year okay they need a running back and you know Ballage, Balage, whatever his name is he's not 
it. Yeah. He no, is it's... not the solution. And if you think he is, afraid I've got some bad news. Oh, gosh. <laughs> Bring that up. Well, we're not we're not done talking about this. We're gonna we're gonna get right back on this topic, but first we gotta cut to a break and talk to some of our sponsors. BetOnline.ag, the only place that we trust here in the Lockdown Podcast Network to place bets on. Even though football season's over, there's a ton of different ways to make money by gambling on sports right now. If you go to BetOnline.ag today and sign up for your free account, you'll get a 50% bonus to your first deposit simply by entering the promo code LOCKEDON. That's L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N, LOCKEDON, all capital letters and all one word. And that will get you your 50% bonus on your first deposit. Right now, sure, the NFL is done. But you can put money down on where certain free agents might be going in the NFL. You can also bet on college basketball, the NBA, and the NHL. All different ways to get off the sidelines and get in on the action. BetOnline.ag. Remember, use that promo code LOCKEDON. L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N. LOCKEDON. All capital letters, all one words. To get a 50% bonus on your first deposit. BetOnline.ag. Your online sportsbook experts. Back here on the Locked On Steelers podcast, I'm your host, Chris Carter, here with Jenna Harner and D9 Pietro, both of Channel 11 WPXI in Pittsburgh. So, again, we're talking about the need for running back here. And, you know, I've gone I've gone over it for, for, for months. I mean, I said last year, I mean, technically years, I guess, because I said last year they needed to invest in running back. They needed to get someone that can be a playmaker out of the backfield. They didn't do that. And then they had the worst running game in the NFL, which led to an unbalanced offense. But you know, again, you know, you were talking about how Najee Harris looks and Travis, and you're still Travis Etienne and Javante Williams. You know, I, I look at the way that this Steelers team is constructed. You know, they could still get a guy in the second or third round who could help on the offensive line right away. But I, I look at those big names as, as starters, and I think, man, you get a guy like that who not only is he good, but Ben Roethlisberger trusts him. Because that's the other factor here is it's, it's not just about – them being good it's about ben being in the huddle and being like hey i can hand it off to this guy he'll get four or five yards so i don't need to switch out of this because i just don't feel like anthony mcfarland or benny snell or jalen samuels or the guys that are on the roster is going to get it done it's that comfort level and that's something that the steelers i don't think they've had in a running back since Le'Veon bell no and i think to the impact that it's going to make to be able to have otas and to be able to have rookie mini camp this mm. year in person that is going to be huge for this team but also again getting a guy like that who ben automatically can trust that he knows is going to make a play he knows is going to get a couple of those dirty yards you know those three four five yard gains chris like you mentioned every time he gets handed the ball he's not going to fumble he's going to be able to block when needed i think that those top three guys between Harris, Etienne, and um, I'm spacing. Uh, you just Williams. <laughs> and Williams, yeah. I was going to – I'm thinking basketball. You're fine. Um, <laughs> my <laughs> mind's a million different places. Uh, but those three guys are going to be able to make that impact most likely pretty early on in their careers. You know, the second they touch the field, they are high-impact players. They are really, really intriguing to watch. And, again, they are going to be able to hopefully – provide a little bit of balance to the Steelers offense that we saw last season where Ben doesn't have to throw the ball 52 times a game to try and keep them in it. I don't think Ben ever had to throw the ball that many times. Mm. 
an interesting point there. And that is really one question mark that I do have through all of this. Okay, so let's say they get Najee Harris, right? And he comes in and he, you know, he's is Ben going to go under center? Is he going to do it? He, and who's going to hold who's going to hold him accountable to do it? That's yep. a good question. Because the the, the perception is Ben runs the offense. Right. Well, now Ben's guy, Fickner, is gone. So who is calling the shots? And is Ben going to willingly go with that? And, I mean, I would just, I honestly, I would just sit down and play the tape of Peyton Manning's Super Bowl year with Denver mm. and say, look, this is how we do it. You are still good, but you are not what you once were. Now we have a running back and we have a defense. Let's be a team. You don't have to win the game yourself. You don't have to throw 60 times. And I wonder how much of an impact the Browns game, that playoff game, had on him coming into this season. How much is he going to be able to give up a little bit of that? Sure, I guarantee at some point this season we are going to see Ben do what he does where he goes and empty all the receivers line, you know, come out like we saw towards the end of the season and Ben calling plays, drawing them in the dirt. I'm sure we're going to see that at some point this season, but if they have that running back where they know can get the yards when they need him to, and maybe when Ben is having an off day or something along those lines, I think we are going to see a little bit of that. And I'm going to be intrigued to see how much, Canada really plays into everything. Is it going to be Canada's offense with a little bit of Ben, or is it going to be Ben's offense with a little bit of Canada? That that's a big question for me. And and, and this was why I mean the night I remember the night they lost to the Browns in the playoffs. I was in Channel Eleven recording this very show in this room that Jen is sitting in right now. Funny enough, um, but and I was saying this this has to be the final sign. That's like, look, if Ben's going to stick around, you can, the keys cannot be in your hands anymore. Like we want you calling, calling the shots when it's time to actually throw the ball, but this is not an offense that does everything you, you want it to do because, and I think if the Steelers come out with that approach and, and, and are able to say, Hey, take a step back, let this team, we owe, you're not the best part of our team anymore. It's the defense. And really, he wasn't last year, even you know, the year before he was hurt. But it's been the defense that's become the best part of the team. And the best way to play to those strengths is to limit turnovers on the offensive side of the ball, take more time off the clock, which also involves less throwing the ball, and come, come into it. So even if you're not putting up you know, 30 points a game, if you're putting up 25 points a game, you're giving yourself a chance because you're also giving the opponent less opportunities. So many times, especially in the mid to late part of the seasons, to the, the defense would get several stops throughout the game. You think about the Bills game, Jenna. Se- the several stops they got early on, but because the offense kept putting the Bills out there and giving them quick drives, eventually the Bills were like, well, we've had eight tries now. Now we'll be able to figure this out. But if you if you run the ball, if you take time off the clock and you have longer sustained drives and you, you punish them on the ground, now they're getting maybe five, six, seven drives the entire game. And they don't they they and then that forces them to get desperate much, you know, much earlier with their play calling. And, and then think about this: if you have the ability to successfully do play action, mm. and you've got Chase Claypool running mm. down the field, mm. Ben, you're gonna get your touchdown, baby. Yeah, <laughs> it's It'll gonna be, be good for you too. <laughs> Everyone will reap the benefits for sure. 
that that that's where I'm at. It, it, and and again, that play action offense, you know, having a power run style that sets up the passing game, that's what worked for Ben's young career. You know, a lot everyone likes to draw comparisons from Juju to Heinz Ward. That's where Heinz Ward did his best work was, hey, I'm running the play action. You know, I'm being more physical. You don't need me to be Antonio Brown. You just let me be me. And then mm-hmm. you still had your playmakers like, say, Antonio Holmes and Plaxico Burris back in the day. And that's where you got Deontay Johnson and Chase Claypool. And you still got James Washington, who's a battler in that respect, too. So um, all those things, I think, factor into a very interesting year for the Steelers. We're going to take one more quick break. I got some questions about the defense that I want to ask both Jetta and Dean. There were some interesting comments by certain Steelers this week that caught my attention. We'll talk about that right after this. You need a snack that's going to both help you get through the rest of your day, but also be good for you. That's where Built Bar comes in. Built Bar is the protein bar that tastes like a candy bar. They have 18 amazing flavors, including six of their newest ones, being caramel brownie, cookies and cream, cherry barcia, lemon almond cheesecake, carrot cake, and apple almond crisps. There's so much to enjoy. And also, don't forget, they help you lose and maintain weight. They're low calorie, low sugar, high protein, high fiber, and great for anyone that's currently on a keto diet. Right now, Built Bar has a special promo code for you to get a great deal on their website. Go to BuiltBar.com and use the promo code LOCKEDON15 to get 15% off your next order. Again, that's LOCKEDON15, L-O-C-K-E-D-1-5, and you'll get 15% off your next order at BuiltBar.com. Back here on the Locked On Steelers podcast, I'm your host, Chris Carter, here with Jenna Harner and Dean I. Pietro. So, earlier this week, Robert Spillane spoke with Pittsburgh media the first time since signing his contract to come back with the team. And uh, he said a few interesting things. Uh, for one, he noted one of the things that he, they're going to have to replace the most with Vince Williams being gone is his energy on the field because he said, you know, he was such he was such a leader and, and you know, the things that he brought as far as a vocal person in the locker room. But he also talked about where he has to contribute, where he has to get better. And because I asked him a question about him getting better as a linebacker and what he's working on, because everyone can see he was not the best run stuffer all the time. He didn't get off blocks the right way. But, you know, I asked, you know, so what are you working on to improve on that? He said that Coach Tomlin told him to work on his strengths more, which I thought was very interesting because he said, we need you as an underneath coverage guy and a hug blitz guy, which hug blitz means you kind of follow the running back. And if he stays in, you blitz, and you kind of stay close to the line and get after the quarterback. But he talked about trying to strengthen his weaknesses, which is a very, or strengthen his, get strengthen his strengths even more, which is very interesting for me when I'm like, hmm, this, does that mean that he's going to have a stronger fixture in the defense or does that mean that they're kind of limiting him to say, hey, we're going to just have you be this underneath cover guy and they actually are going to go get another starter in the draft this year? No, I'm going to be intrigued to kind of see how this all plays out, especially with the impact that he was able to make because there were some bright spots. There were some iffy spots, some little questionable spots. But again, Chris, like you said, too, with him saying, you know, I'm trying to work on my strengths. I have a feeling that at least they want to try to utilize him in the best fashion because when he was playing at his best, especially I'll never forget that Derrick Henry Mm. monster hit. I mean, if Mm. you can stop Derrick Henry in the league, you can do a lot of really nice things. And I think the Steelers really did recognize that, but 
I don't know. It seems to me, I, I feel like they're going to definitely at least look to get a guy. I would guess more often, or I guess more than not that they're going to look to get someone that's his backup because they do have the faith in him. But at the same time, there are some, a little bit of question marks. I think that he does pose that, you know, maybe they do go out and get the guy to replace him and say, Hey, you know, we still want you to do this, but we're going to put you in situationally versus, you know, have you be kind of the guy alongside Devin Bush. Vince Williams hasn't signed anywhere yet, has he? He is not, Dean. Okay. I mean, sure, he may not want to come back for less money, but if the market's not there, maybe he'll come back at the last minute for less money. And it, it, it sounds like the writing's clearly on the wall. They want Spillane to be in for specific roles. Right. And so you need somebody on the inside. Now they haven't signed Williamson yet. Either he has signed anywhere yet either. Has no, yeah. He's a free agent. Like technically they could both bring the, bring the, bring those two back and yeah. be like, Hey, we're just rocking out with the same guys. Right. So, um, so I don't have a problem with that. I mean, obviously they have to fill the hole. And as we've said many times on this podcast in Colbert, we trust, you know, he's not just going to leave the spot empty. Right. I mean, they're, they're going to figure that out, whether it's through the draft and or a combination of either bringing those guys back or someone else at a respectable enough rate. You know, they're not going to be the TJ Watt superstar and they don't need to be. You know, you need a, you need a bunch of role players. You don't win with just stars. You do not win with just stars. Right. You know, otherwise the Penguins win the Stanley Cup every year. Okay. You need the right role players in there as well. So they got to find the right guys to go into that mix. And, um, you know, let, let's explain, hone that craft. And, and then he's better at that role. And I think that's a good thing for the defense. And I think a lot of people keep forgetting too the impact that Devin Bush had. I mean, the season that Bush mm. was having up until yeah. his injury, I mean, what he was doing that there was a reason why the defense was doing as well as they were. And, you know, he being as young as he is and, you know, in the short time that I've gotten to know, like at least w- w- we've interviewed him and we've gotten to kind of know the type of person that he is. He seems like he's ready to come back and just absolutely <laughs> tear things up. Like that industry injury was devastating to him and he's, you know, going to come back. And I think we're going to see a lot from him this season too. So the defense looks a lot different with him in it. And I'd be interested to see kind of that one, two duo with him and Spillane, how that really would look. It would be better for sure than without him in it. Like it was for the majority of the end of the season. Absolutely. Wes Euler was on the show yesterday. He brought up at the very end of the show, he's like, what about KJ Wright? And I've been a big KJ Wright guy for quite some time, you know, uh, off ball linebacker, veteran presence, you know, early thirties, but still a good guy. He can hit, he can go sideline to sideline. He can cover tight ends. And I've been an advocate for, you know, you saw what the Buccaneers did this year to win the Super Bowl. It wasn't just Tom Brady. It was their defense and their defense was built on having two stalwart inside linebackers and Levante David and Devin White. You got your Devin Bush, who was the other Devin in the Devin White draft, it it would behoove them to find a guy who not only stuck, because here's the thing, Vince Williams, very good run stuffer, very good dealing with blocks, not as good in coverage. Robert Spillane, much better in coverage, but lacks in the, in the run stuffing. If you could find that guy that could do both roles, it puts the it puts offenses in such a dilemma because now it's like crap. I can't get the mismatch that I thought I'd get normally over the middle here with most teams. But because you got Devin Bush who can stuff the run and cover tight ends around the field and cover running backs and receivers, if you get another guy like that, 
it, it's much tougher to do that. And again, I think you can get still get a guy like that maybe in the third or fourth rounds. He won't be elite right away, but he can be a guy who can contribute early on and you know maybe spell some time with Spillane to make it harder to pick on those weaknesses in the middle of the Steelers' defense. And the bottom line with all of it is I think, you know, I think people are still overreacting to the number of losses that they've had mm, um, on free agency. And uh, all the defense isn't going to be what it was. It's, it could still be, you know, right. you're, you need your stars to be your stars. Mm-hmm. And then you need your role players to be average or better than what they expect mm-hmm. and to, to play up. And you, you need Highsmith to have that. Yeah. Jump. He needs to, he needs to make that second year leap. He yeah, needs to do it. You can't see a sophomore slump from a guy like him. And I don't think we will just because right. of obviously the leadership that they have, the fact that he is basically under TJ Watts wing that, I mean, as with him and Bud being as close as they were, I'm sure obviously that Bud still isn't on the team, but he's going to pick his brain, you know, ask those types of questions that he was asking. But I think we're going to see a lot of growth from him as well, but you're right. If they, we need to see, that next step from him as well as all of the stars playing up to the level that they play at. And this is still an absolutely elite defense. It's not, you know, there are some holes, but looking across the league, this is one of the better defenses for sure, just with the talent that they have. I agree entirely. And, and the thing is they could still get better by with, with just a couple just an addition or two in free agency. And if they draft a guy in the first three rounds, there's several people who I think would be instant contributors or upgrades, you know, even at just depth pieces. Like, you know, I I've been an advocate for Rashad Weaver uh, pit defensive end. Uh, if they can get him in the second or third rounds, I mean, that's going to give you that third option off the edge. I think he's NFL ready right now, maybe not as a starter, but I think he'll be much like an Alex Highsmith that you'll want to see him his first year. And then you'll be sitting there saying, Hey man, he could be really good for years to come. Uh, So I think that they've got a a bunch of good things going for them on defense and we'll see how they do, uh, how they deal with it. But I, I, I'm interested to see what's the actual plan inside linebacker is Robert Spillane kept to a role more, or do they just kind of stick him in that role and say, Hey, you're the starter. um, But you know, we will rotate you in and out. That will be to, to be seen. Who knows? Maybe maybe by the by the by the weekend they'll have made another signing, and it'll be clear what their plan is. We have to continue to wait and find out. But Jenna, Dean, it's been so wonderful to have you both on the show at the same time, and not both of you giving me tequila shots. Because um, uh, <laughs> uh, that was that was that was a that was a, a long that was a recovery. Tremendous show. <laughs> that was a great episode. Uh, you know, and and you know, who knows? Maybe we'll come up with some other way for me to get drunk on the show again. But um, but thanks again for both of you being here. Uh, Dean, please let me know where they can find you, follow you, get more of your work. Find me on IMDean16 on Twitter, on Facebook. You can send me a friend request, the Locked On group. And except for this week, uh, anything that's sports-related, I produce it at WPXI. Because he's on that's vacation. That's me this week. Anything that's sports-related, <laughs> especially like Saturday and Sunday, a little Friday, uh, is me. All me. So. <laughs> We, uh, we miss Dean very much. We're glad he's enjoying some well-deserved time off. Um, you can find me on Twitter at Jenna Harner 11, uh, Instagram at Jenna underscore Harner. Uh, we got a lot of awesome things happening uh, in the WPXI sports department. So tune in. Um, we have 11 on the ice, talking all things penguins, produced again by yours truly. I know this is an audio <laughs> medium, but I'm pointing at myself right now. Uh, lots, of, lots of awesome stories coming up. So definitely uh, tune in for that. Absolutely. And it's been a fantastic year having Jenna with us. And we there look forward to looking very forward to the next 
several years until I either retire or leave. She's not allowed to leave till that happens. Well, there, there you go. There you have it. Thanks so much to both of you for, for being on the show. As always, you can find me, Chris Carter, um, on Twitter and Instagram at Carter Critiques. Uh, also, you can find my written work on DKPittsburghSports.com, uh, where I cover pit football, pit basketball, and, of course, your Pittsburgh Steelers. You also can find me on Channel 11, you know, doing, doing shows all the time with them, doing halftime adjustments in the middle of the week. So check me out there. We're going to take, uh, we're, we're take this weekend, get some relax, relaxation in. Hopefully, it'll get a little bit nicer here in Pittsburgh. I'm looking forward to some more 70-degree days. But we'll be back in the ears for some Mock Draft Monday. Don't forget, go into the Locked On Steelers Facebook group and – Look for that Mock Draft Monday post. Add your Mock Draft and you can get your picks featured on the Monday show. Have a great weekend, everyone.